Welcome to the Dream Big Girl podcast. I'm your host, Mary Henderson, author of the Dream Big Girl devotional. We're going to take my 40-day devotional one day at a time each week and dive deeper into each day's challenges and talking points. So join me as we begin to dream those big, audacious dreams again together. Are you ready to dream again? Let's go. Welcome back, dreamers. We are on day 12 of the Dream Big Girl devotional podcast. And I've got a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful special guest with me today. Her name is Gina Morton. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her in just a moment. But our topic for today is true love. And Gina and I are going to walk through um, some portions of her life, her beautiful story that she is going to be sharing with us today that I know is going to be a blessing. But we're also going to walk through a little bit of what is called the love chapter in First Corinthians in, in the New Testament. And uh, what I love about uh, Gina, we were just talking, is that she's got such a quiet way about her, but it she's, she's so deep. She loves the Lord passionately. And I would love to introduce her to you, Gina. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Such a privilege to be here. Just feels like family that, that I'm with. So. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what I want it to be. You and I are sitting over coffee and just uh, talking. So I love the opportunity to do this. Gina is like a daughter to me. We, our families have been, we're not related, but we might as well be. We, our families are intertwined for many, many years. I've known Gina from a very young lady and going through uh, uh, youth through our church when we were going to church together. And we'll talk about all of those incredible stories, but I love that even though we've not lived in the same state for actually many, many years, the bond is so close and so tight. And um, she's one of those people that I know we will always be in each other's lives. Uh, Gina reached out to me, um, I, I guess a couple of months ago, she was reading through the devotional. She said, ah, I loved how you said your favorite music is Bob Marley, <laughs> Motown and worship. She's like, that's why we're friends. That's why we're family. So we have that in common. So I want to talk about our scripture um, for today is 1 Corinthians 13 and 7. And one of the translations, one of my favorite, it, it says this, it says, love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful. And in a, it endures through every circumstance. And that is absolutely true of friendships like ours, our families together, and most definitely true of the father. And so Gina, I want to give you some time to just talk about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story, your your love story, uh your family, your work and how God has used all of that to impact your life. Um I'd love to share your story with our listeners. Thank you. Where do I start? So I guess I'm going to start from families. Um so <laughs> first I would say that I am a daughter Mm -hmm. um, I am a wife and now I'm a mom. Yes. Um, I've been, I'm a therapist, uh, a licensed professional counselor, been uh, practicing for about 12 years. I have a um, private practice called Road to Restoration Counseling um, that God laid on my 
part and that has been I've been in business eight years wow I wow can't eight years amazing. um but first and foremost again I would say as a daughter as we were talking uh, a moment ago that I think that that's how first I describe myself as a daughter and I think my relationship with the Lord really came as he first called me daughter Mm-hmm. And that is where my love for him began. Um, you know, other people have different testimonies, but he first said, Gina, you're my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and I resonated with that from my own family. And um, really just, I think that's how my relationship with the Lord continues, has has grown, um, that he He sees me, my 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 frailties, he sees my faults, he sees my beauty, he sees things that I am purpose for that I haven't even seen yet. Nice. Um, he just sees it all. Um, it, it, I think that that is where, again, just where I started. And I, I love, I was sharing with uh, Mary a moment ago that just being this morning, just stopping and he just reminding and all that I needed to hear was him whisper, Hey daughter, it's good to be with you. And you know, um, I've been, it's been a while, but it was no, it was just loving, like, oh, hey daughter, oh, it's so good. Just rest here with me and let's just let's just catch up. It was yes. So, so refreshing. Um my love story goes back to um, let's see, oh, I feel really old in saying this, but 1997. How old are we? I don't know what I'm talking about. You could be my daughter. I'm acting like we're the same age. Oh, oh God. Um, and this uh, young man named Halloran Morton. Um, it was, I think, the first week of our, I'll never forget, the first week of our um, school week uh, in August. And we went to a little private school, which actually was our church. And our private school, um, we wore uniforms. And so I remember Fridays were a big thing for us that we got to dress down mm-hmm. um, and get to wear jeans. <laughs> and um, I was, yeah, I was a junior and Aleron was a freshman. <laughs> and this little freshman came up to me and I'll never forget to this day these words but he was like is your name Gina and I said yes and I'm thinking to myself like who are you young guy like who are yes. you? you're not in my junior class right <laughs> um not to say that my not my junior class was very big there was only like 12 of us I think right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and he was like I just had to tell you that you are the most beautiful girl I have ever seen oh my god <laughs> I have never uh, and he walked away again. <laughs> so that was it. He said he he got enough courage to say what? he needed to say, and then he walked away. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is very strange, but okay. And again, we went to a very small school, so we saw each other all the time. Um, he just knew that I was of Hispanic descent, and he started to try to learn Spanish. And he was like, "Hola, bonita," and I was like, "I'm not Spanish, but thanks for learning." <laughs> um, okay, and- try French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try French. Um, so, and uh, just again, we just blossomed into a wonderful friendship. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I introduced him to the Lord, but I think a, I think my my fervor at a young age of learning about God and um, really being heavily involved in our youth ministry. Um, and bringing him, you know, to come into our, our youth ministry and um, him learning and having, I think, a deeper relationship or learning to love God and learn, learn his word. Um, 
And he knew, he says this all the time, that he knew from a very, that young age of 16 or 17, he he knew that he was going to marry me. Oh, oh (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. So the funny story that y'all have to hear between us before you go on is Bud and I helped out as, as youth uh, pastors with, um, with, with the real youth pastor, we kind of all did it in, in tandem. And Alaron came up to us one night and said, Gina is the woman I'm going to marry. I just need to convince her I am in love with her. And we were just like, Oh, wow. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, listen, I think Gina's just ready to be friends right now, but you know, Let's and he would have none of it, and none of it. He was convinced, so he knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted. He was convinced. He was was, he was coming after me with wholehearted. (laughs) Wooing you, I love it. Yes. Um, Even after, so I graduated high school, and I took a year off from uh, before I started my my college journey. And went to a wonderful uh, ministry called Team Mania Ministries, where I interned for a year. And even through that year, part of our commitment was that we would have no distractions. Mm-hmm. And so we would not be dating. So I once again had to break it to Alarine, like, I'm sorry, but now I'm, you know, now I'm going to be dating God for another year. And he's like, okay. How <laughs> <laughs> does he compete with that? <laughs> um, but yet there he was when I returned and again, just has forever treated me with such tenderness, such love, such, um, even now we are, so we've known each other 25 years. We'll be married 15 in May. Um, and sometimes I glance and he looks at me as if I'm still that, uh, 17 year old girl, um, which I'm not any longer, (laughs) but (laughs) he looks at me as though I am. Um, and I just, I'm like, thank you, God. I know that's nothing, but God, that's one of my prayers over our lives as a married couple that I have prayed that God continue to only give us eyes for each other yes. um, so that there would be no, no other, no other person, you know, that our, our eyes are only for one another and we only light up for one another. Yeah. And well, light up. He does light up. He does that <laughs> man has the biggest and most beautiful smile that is it, it it lights up every room so i love that that has still followed us all the way to georgia that has been a running thing about Alaron's uh, smile and i'm like what am i chop everywhere we go people like oh your husband has the most beautiful smile i'm like i'm smiling over here I'm smiling yeah i know i know exactly you and i are a little more serious but i love it I, and yes he does light up every time he sees you i love that yes, yes. So 15 Um, years, wow. 15 years in May. Um, In reading this chapter again and reading the love chapter again, um, it's interesting how some parts of the love chapter seems to come so easily and other parts comes a little harder. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I was reading about, you know, the part where it says love is patient. And I'm like, I have so much patience with my clients. I have so much patience with my son. But (laughs) ask me if I have patience with my husband sometimes. That's not the case. (laughs) It's so true. And if you've read the devotional, I am guilty of that as well. That is so very true. Patience is not not one of my top gifts, not at all. It's not easy. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm learning. And it's so funny in, in 
And again, thinking about my marriage and thinking about being married to Aleron and just the blessing that it has been to be his wife of um, learning about myself and learning um, about him and learning that, okay, yeah, we definitely process things differently. Mm -hmm. I am one that I process in the moment and I like to kind of get to resolution in the moment and I'm gonna keep talking until we get there. And I had to <laughs> learn very early in marriage that uh, Aleron is not wired that way. And he he prefers to take his time and mm -hmm. he'll, he'll kind of mold things over. It could be a couple of minutes. It could be a couple of hours. It could be a couple of days, which for <laughs> me, it's killing me. Like, why are we going? <laughs> Days. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I, yes. I have learned that that is his uh beautiful and one of the things that I admire about him that his beautiful quality that he is able to just rest and wait and say no I want to get it all kind of gathered together I don't want to come back to you know say anything harmful um and I must say you know yeah I may have said something harmful but I will go back and apologize and recognize right. my right. error but right. he is he is not that one so. I'm like, yes, okay, you paired me, God, with a patient man, because I I need patience when it comes to marriage. I totally agree. I totally agree. I remember saying uh, in the devotional, it's not a word I'd use to describe myself at all. When it comes to love, patience is a hard concept for me. Within the context of love, being patient means allowing the other person time to be understood. And yeah, I, that's that took a lot of effort because Bud was very much like Alaron. You're talking about minutes and days. That man would take months to buy a new skillet. I mean, it, everything, everything, going grocery shopping with him was like, I'm just, ah, just get it all in the basket. And he's yeah. like, oh, let me look at the ingredients on this one. I'm, I'm taking the basket. You just play. I don't know what you're doing. I'm moving on. Moving so on. I totally, totally get that. Yes. And for some like you and I, where we, again, we, we process kind of in the moment and we want to yes. get to that. It's, it's a little frustrating for us, but when yes. you recognize like, oh no, he's operating in his ability and his gifting. And now, Gina, you just have to watch that process. And yeah. what am I, what do I need to learn as his wife? So good. To support him. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. Yeah. So good. And so I want to talk about now it's, I want to talk about Donovan and talk to me about becoming a mom and uh, what you have learned about love, because we're going to talk about patient. Oh, my goodness. I mean, got to have. Well, you said you have patience with him, so you're doing better than me. Yeah. I, I, I am not patient in any in any area. So talk to yeah. us about becoming a mom. Becoming a mom, um, I think that patience, but I, I also think about in the love chapter where it says that love cares more about others than yourself. So that's, yes. that definitely describes motherhood to me. Yes. Um, I saw that face. He is seven now, but I saw <laughs> that. I still remember that beautiful face. Um, I'll give you a little, a little, let me back up just a minute and kind of talk sure. about Donovan. So um Donovan is, yeah, I have this, this weird sense and I want to say ability as a mom to be patient with him, to watch him and to kind of figure out, well, now he's in first grade. So now I'm trying to figure out, well, how do you learn? Because I learned that just 
you know, five plus five is 10, but now you're learning some other math. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, but Lord, don't, don't even get into core, Common Core. Ooh, Lord, help me. I'm like, get, get Google out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. But I'm also like, I'm finding myself like, well, how do you learn? And, you know, one of the things that I think, again, God just gave me just last in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, he's a visual learner. Like, mm. so if he's able to, especially when it comes to math, so if he sees it, he's able to then, you know, come to the, to, to the answer. Right. Um, but I am patient, you know, as a seven-year-old, um, before being seven, you have a lot of no's that you're telling a little toddler, you're telling a, a five, a six-year-old. Um, and Aleron has often said, pull, you talk a lot to that boy. And I'm like, yes, I do. And he's like, yeah, I'm talking once or twice. And that's it. You are talking and talking and talking. I'm not talking to that boy that much. And I'm like, okay, but I, again, I don't know what it is as a mom. God just like, okay, Gina, you get, and he, I do have this ability. Again, it's just my love for him that I'm like, so now I'm not going to say I'm always this patient because there are times I'm like, Donovan, come on, man. Um, but there, there's this <laughs> sense of that I just like, okay, I just want to get to it. And I'm trying to find on his own timing. Um, I will definitely say Donovan is one that he does everything on his own timing. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how God uses that because now I'm seeing that as a gifting as well, right? That when we when we recognize our own timing, we're not on anybody else's timing. We are on our own timing and God's timing. And I'm just kind of watching that unfold in his little seven I years of life. That. I love but that. But I um there are times again where I'm like, oh Donovan, I'm gonna say he just moves with um like there's no rush in the world. He just moves again. There's no, uh, there's no sense of urgency in Donovan's no. time. There is, there isn't. And I, I'm often like, come on, bud, let's get, come on, buddy, let's get your clothes on, let's get your yeah. shoes on, let's go. And he's like, I'm coming, mom. <laughs> I think about it often, and I, it brings me back to his birth story. Um, it's about two weeks prior to his birth and our doctor tells Aleron and I, Donovan is a breach. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she was like, but he, has, he still has time. He can flip. But instinctively, I knew, Mary, that nope, he is not going to flip. He oh. is comfortable where he is and he, <laughs> he is not going to flip. He's and she was it. like, well, we can move him. I'm like, no. It's just fine. If this is how his birth is supposed to be, this is how his birth is supposed to be. I will add a little context to it. Something else that told me he's not going to flip. I too was a breech baby. Oh. And I have often said to my mom, oh, mom, I was wise way back in the womb. I knew there was another way. And so <laughs> my mom, I, she, I think she loved and she had great pleasure when I called to tell her, uh, that, you know, leaving the doctors, I'm like, everything is fine. However, Donovan's in a breach position. And she said, oh, so my grandson is wise in the womb. I said, yes. <laughs> he too is wise in the womb. Oh my so gosh. I think about uh, that, that birth story often comes back of him just, and me having to go back to patience, right? Yeah. And just being patient with him and finding, um, okay, yes, buddy, this could be your time, but yep. there are other times where you need to learn how to be on your teacher's time or mom's <laughs> time. <laughs> we got to get certain things accomplished. <laughs> I often tell them, 
this is thing I, he tells me all the time. I know, mom. I tell him all the time the scripture that in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything, Donovan. Yes. There's a time to be a little fast and there's a time to be slow. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I know I said this is the time to be fast but I am so in love with that beautiful boy and I'm so thankful that God you know decided Alaron and I for years we were like we're okay we talked about having kids and we're like yeah I don't think we want to have children and um at the other time now I can't imagine our lives without him and we often say that we're looking at him we're like Oh my gosh, he's seven. How is he seven? You know, how is he seven? It's just not right. Um, but he is absolutely a a joy, a pleasure. Um, again, I think about the love chapter of there's no selfishness, like motherhood. They're really you are always thinking about him. You're always yes. thinking about your children. Yes. Um, you're always thinking about well, what's going to be best, and how do we, you know, how we provide what's best, and um, it, it really is a joy again to just to see his little mind working yeah um, he's so lovable he's such a he's definitely a mom with a boy maybe all those <laughs> talks that I'm doing uh, he's definitely a mom with a boy, uh, which I love so yes. he still snuggles with me um Aleron asked me that as well how long are you gonna sleep with that boy I said as long as he asked me to <laughs> as long as, as, long he, as he asked me to, to snuggle it's yes. so true. It's so true. They bring so much joy. They bring so much fulfillment to your life. And you're right. Everything turns on its head. Everything that was important to you really is you're you're focused on, you know, what what is it that I need to do for my son? You know, what is it that that he needs? I absolutely love that. And it you're so right. It falls in line with what, you know, what we're talking about. One of the things that I talk about next in the book is love is kind. And you were saying that, you know, it's so easy for you to be patient with Donovan and with your clients and Alaron doesn't get maybe as much of that. And it's a, what I was kind of lending to in the in the writing is under kindness as well. It's, you know, you have to be nice in your workplace and you have to be, you know, nice and, and so forth. And sometimes our, our spouses or the ones closest to us kind of gets what's left over. And that's, that's a great lesson for us to learn, you know, loving God, putting him first, he says that everything will fall into place. And um, understanding that those closest to us need that kindness, that patience, that enduring love, mm -hmm. um, being put before your needs. It's, it's such a great lesson to learn. Such a great Absolutely. lesson to learn. Absolutely. I love that. And so how do you feel that God is using the giftings that he's given you in the work that you are doing now in counseling, which I absolutely love and can see, I can just see exactly how God put that into your life. It's so evident yeah. in your life. Yes. Um, I think about going back to, way to our youth days, Miss Mary of, you know, <laughs> and God, um, just putting things in my heart, um, we have that in common. You, you've talked in your book about it. I don't remember which one, but about how you've always been a good listener. And I think that that is the gifting that God has given me 
from a young age. And I remember in youth that um, so many different teenagers, you know, would just be going through like so many things that we, mm-hmm. and now it's just quadrupled in the year 2022 that teenagers going through. But I recall like so many girls that were in our youth group and um, I would just listen. I didn't have anything to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm their age or if not younger and I, I would just listen. And I think it was even from that young age that God called me and placed that um, calling on my life to to counsel. And I it just became even more solidified my year of internship, where once again, God confirmed that, yes, I'm calling you to this ministry. Um, and Road to Restoration, you know, really has come about from... Um, bringing out those those places where people are just again hurting and um, not even seeing that there's a way to be restored or to be um, like there is no road like what do you mean a road to restoration I had prayed and sought God and had some wonderful girlfriends with me being prayer and fasting um, eight years ago now and um, just really saying Gina this is the time and you know one of the things I will say about this being a business owner, which is still mind boggling to me. It's, it's hard work um, to be your own business. So I am the accountant. I am the the therapist. (laughs) I'm I'm wearing a lot of hats. You're you're the receptionist. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, But I, again, I wouldn't have I'm so thankful that God has allowed this to just continue to blossom. Um, so from that that first seed as a teenage girl to the woman that I am today, that all those seeds continue to be watered, that I recognize that this was my calling. And sometimes it is just that of just sitting with people in their really darkest moments and letting them know you really are not alone. Yeah. Um, yes, I have... Um, education and I continued on and, you know, received my bachelor's and my master's in education and licensed um, here in Georgia. But I, I would say again, it all the education, it's wonderful. Um, but I really say that I first am, I don't publicize that I'm a Christian counselor because that's a different educational piece. Mm-hmm. But I would, I tell my clients that I am a counselor who is a Christian. And I often share with them that, yes, I can provide you some tools and some things that from my education that has provided, you know, some relief, but it's those moments. And I really, truly, I know, I'm going to say, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that every client that I have had, God has placed them with me for a specific reason. It's never haphazardly. Um, it's never like, oh, you know, I, I found you or they, they think there's like, oh, I found you through my insurance. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, so, it's a divine appointment. Yes. This is a, a divine appointment. And, um, it is truly, I think one of my, my greatest giftings and many of my friends and family will ask like, don't you get tired? Don't you get weary of kind of hearing and the things, you know, and just bearing, you know, someone else's burdens. And I'm thinking, well, isn't that what God and Jesus has called us to do to truly love? So going back to that love, like, um, 
I, I have to have a love of people. I have to have a love for the hurting. I have to have a love for the brokenhearted. I have to have a love for the abused. I have to have a love for all of these different, you know, um, you know, in, intricate details of people's lives yes. that move me to want to just be a light, to be a help, to be a source, to be a resource. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nothing that, you know, I, I know that it's truly God's giving me the ability to do it. So when people ask, don't you get tired? And yes, therapists do get tired. And, you know, there are times where we too, you know, because we, you first have to think of us as human, right? Um, but I have often, you know, thought about, well, Gina, how is your, how's your cup? You can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. And I, in my years of practicing, I would say probably this is one of the hardest years that I have or tried to practice, but even in this year of practicing, um, God has again sustained, and I've I've recognized like yeah, I can't take on twenty clients right now. Mm -hmm. I have to take care. Gina's cup is a little low, yes. so I gotta I gotta get back to a place where Gina's cup is full in order to to pour out, and for that to be a reciprocal kind of process. So when that process is in place, then the love again just kind of pours out to those yeah. people that. That I'm, I'm sitting with. Um, it is such an honor and, and hearing clients come back and say, I wouldn't have been able to get through this last month or this last year, or you don't understand that I was a moment away from taking my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm so glad that I, you know, I found you. Um, and it really is amazing to, again, just see I think the reflection of God's lights, even if the people don't know God, you yeah. know, but I really feel like it's a light that has been or seed that has been planted and they are, they're on, not to say they're fully on the other side, but I see a transformation. Mm. Um, and that is what keeps me motivated to continue to this work. Um, I have with the pandemic, I, I've always been in a practice of, of an office setting and the pandemic, of course, you know, right. uh, changed all of that. And there was an opportunity to do some work through um, virtual. So now I am doing a lot more virtual. It's a little, still a little, I'm still working on it. Um, I feel like <laughs> there's something missing sometimes of just yeah. being in person. Um, but I still see some clients in person. Um but I think, again, it goes back to loving, loving just where, where people are, you know, I think we just need to hear sometimes that, you know, you're still lovable, even though you're in a dark place, you're yes. still worthy, even though you're in a dark place, you're still beautiful, even though you're in a dark place. Yes. Um, and for some, they may have never even heard, which is, it, it's kind of mind boggling to some that maybe they've never heard that you are loved. Yeah. That's that's really like, oh, it's really hard to hear that. Yeah, I've never heard that I'm, that I'm loved. And I'm like, wow. You know, so even if I just say, well, you know, that God loves you and I'm called to love you and, yeah. you know, I'm called to be with you in this moment. And again, just kind of allowing them to feel God's warmth and feel God's uh, touch. Yeah. Um, definitely is a, it's my ministry. I definitely believe it's my ministry to counsel those and 
um, that are again brokenhearted but need a need a different perspective or a road, if you will, yes. to, to that restoring restoration place. I love that. And you hit on so many good things. And that goes as whether we're single, married, a mother, a busy corporate person, or an entrepreneur and a business owner. If our cups are empty, it is we can keep giving, but understand that if if the cup of what God fills us with, peace and love and the ability to, you know, to to be patient and kind and, and restorative is empty, then we're not giving out anything from him. We're giving of ourselves. And before long, we realize, yeah, that's not going to cut it. And so we have to, as women, regardless of the road in our lives, we have to know that there needs to be those times of um, separation and uh, refilling, Sabbath, if you will. Uh, I've been, I read recently a book called The oh man, I always forget the name of it. The, oh man, uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And it was a mega, it was a mega church, uh, pastor that realized he had to step away. And it, it, that book has absolutely changed my perspective, um, in this grief journey and in what I know will come in the future, there has to be those times isolation, you know, is a not exactly the word that I'm looking for, but just sort of that separation of getting away with God and filling that cup again. So I think that is such an important point. And, and just what you said to, you know, people saying, do you get tired of hearing about it? Uh, hearing when you know, it's a ministry, when you know, you're making a difference in someone's lives it just completely makes it, it's more than just fulfilling. It's, it's exactly where, you know, you need to be and saying and doing exactly what, you know, God has called you to do. And when we're again, doing it in him and in his strength and in his way and his love that is everlasting and a peace that goes beyond understanding, we're able to give freely because we are filled with him. So such, such a, a great way to look at life, regardless of what we're doing. You know, when you realize last night, um, my, my daughter-in-law is doing a small, um, discipleship group with some young, some, some young ladies from our church, college age and a little older. And we actually did a spiritual gifts test last night. And I, I just love being in the presence of people that are doing those for the first time. Cause she, you know, so many of them were like, I never think of myself as being a leader. You know, I'd never thought of myself as being one of them got profit. And, and I said, you know, don't, don't get you know, weirded out about it. it is, you know, because when you hear that within the realm of the church, it's, it's has a whole different connotation, but it's, it's, it's speaking to people what God is speaking to you for them. And that goes, you know, that's a friend, that's a counselor, that's, we can use that gift in so many different ways. And so it's such a beautiful thing to see you using those gifts that were so very evident in your life all of those years ago. I, there's nothing in me that I can imagine you doing any different. Now, I do know God's got more. And I do know that I am waiting with anticipation of what would be next for you and Aleron and Donovan and your family. But knowing that you are exactly where you need to be right now, it just brings me so much joy to have seen you grown um, 
too, it, it's too many years. I can't, I cannot believe it. When I think of Donovan even being seven, it's so crazy. What do they say? The, uh, the years are short, but the days are long. Absolutely. It goes by very quickly. <laughs> it is going by very, very quickly. Yeah. Quickly. So I love that. Um, one of the last few things that we'll say in, in our last few minutes together um, it, it goes on in the love chapter to talk about love does not delight in evil. And you touched on one of them that, um, we don't, you know, bring up, it keeps no record of wrong. It does not envy. Um, it rejoices in truth, but the absolute favorite of mine is that love never fails. And this yeah. truth of God's love calms my heart. Every time that I'm in distress, his love will never fail me. I may fail, my faith may fail, others may fail me, but his love never fails. And so the mm -hmm. truth that I would leave with you as we finish um, today is uh, with the question, can you say that you've truly felt the love of God that he so freely offers? If there's anything that Gina spoke about today that you that really resonates with you, I would love to hear from you about it. Um, how God has used her story to touch your life. And we will close with this declaration. I will stand on the promises of his word that says I am loved unconditionally and that that love has no end. One thing is for sure, my love for you, my beautiful girl, will never end. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for the life that you and Alaron and Donovan and your family have made and um, again, I just wait with great anticipation for what God will do in the next journey and the next and the next. Thank you for being yeah. with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you guys next week and we will um, be going on to day 13. In all truth, I uh, know some of these are taken, you know, we're, we record early and so forth, but we are days away from Christmas. And so regardless of when you are hearing this, just know that the story of Christmas is a story of hope. And so I leave that with you today. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope that you have been inspired, that you feel challenged and blessed. If you'd like to know any more information about my devotional or check out my blog, go to my website at www.dreambiggirl.com.